I would say the thing I don't like about Knob Creek is that damn black wax they have. It's messy, isn't it? Not messy. You need a chainsaw to get through the damn thing. <laughs> I mean, it is the toughest wax to get off the bottle. Yeah. What they should is drive on down the road and ask makers, Mark, hey, how do we get your wax? Because um, their wax is somewhat soft and easy to get through. This thing, it it's hard. I think I think Knob Creek went, went to extra trouble to make sure the wax didn't drip down the bottle so they didn't have to fight that patent or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to another trip down the bourbon road with your hosts, Jim and Mike. So grab a glass of your favorite bourbon and kick back. We would like to thank Tommy and Gwen Mitchell from Logheads Home Center for supporting this episode of the bourbon road. Find out more about their fine rustic furniture at logheadshomecenter.com. We would like to thank our friends at Premium Bar Products for sponsoring this episode. If you're ready to step up your game at your home bar, check out premiumbarproducts.com to choose from their wide selection of glassware, all of which can be custom engraved with your personal message or logo. And there's no minimum order. So after the episode, head over to premiumbarproducts.com and check out everything they have to offer. Now, let's get on with the show. Hello, everybody. I'm Jim Shannon. I'm Mike Hyatt. And this is The Bourbon Road. And today, Mike, we are once again in studio to a Jeff the Ben farm looking outside at the wildly colored trees of fall. I promise next week we're going to have a guest on. But last week we drank two 10-year-old bourbons, right? A uh, little older, priced, middle range, right? Great bourbons. This week, you know, we pulled two off my shelf. A little bit older. A little bit more aged. So we're going to do a 15-year-old and an 18-year-old today. So we're exploring bourbon age on this one. Yeah. Talking a little bit about um, extra aged bourbons. Yeah. What that oak, what's that oak do to that bourbon after a certain point? Yeah. And I think some distilleries, you know, who have had, uh, let's just call them extra aged bourbons for now. Uh, some distilleries that have introduced extra aged bourbons have introduced bourbons that are definitely in a profile that's not for everybody. You know, they've got that heavy oak, that tannic bite, you know, that uh, overwhelming amount of leather and tobacco and chocolate and just uh, the heavy oaky flavors. Uh, some people like love it. Yeah, some people are into that. And I always equate that to kind of like barbecue, you know. I personally don't like an oversmoked barbecue. Something that's had heavy just smoke poured to it. Because I don't want to burp up smoke for the next six or seven days, right? Who likes to do that? So I guess some people making making uh, smoking stuff on their grill, they, they'll wrap it after a number of hours to make yeah. sure it doesn't take on too much smoke. Sure. And there's other people that just leave it unwrapped the whole time. Right? Just big old piece of burnt meat. They want that smoke ring to go all the way to the center of the meat. Right? It, it won't go that far. <laughs> I, I'll tell you that. <laughs> it won't go that far. You just have a big layer of mm, burntness on the outside. Yeah. And then you burp that up. 
The last episode, we talked about a couple of 10-year-old bourbons. We were talking about fall bourbons. Certainly, any bourbon that has uh, some heavy oak characteristics is going to play a little bit better in the fall. Sure. So this is maybe a continuation of the last episode, but kind of on a little bit different topic. Now we're talking about extra age bourbons, those bourbons that are in excess of 15 years. Sure. So what do we have for the first pour today, Mike? Yeah, because we need to get straight to this whiskey, right? We do. So we got a bottle of Elijah Craig 18-year-old. Now, I picked this up down at the gift shop down there. Anybody can walk in there and get a bottle. You just got to be there on the right day at the right time. And what does a bottle of this cost? MSRP is going to run you about 150 Now, if you buy at the gift shop, you're going to expect to pay a little bit more. After taxes, I think around 190 Okay. So bottom line. Here's a bourbon that is 18 years old. It's from a well-known, well-respected Kentucky distri- or that distributes nationwide. Yep. So here's a bottle that you can get. You don't have to pay for it. It's not cheap, but you can get it. You can definitely get it. And it is the standard stuff. It's just been aged for and forever. Yeah. 18 years is a long time to think about how much whiskey you're going to put out, right? That's right. Well, Mike, let's go ahead and dip into it a little bit here, and then we'll talk a little bit about you know, what makes up this bottle. All right. Let's do it. Let's do it. That's a beautiful nose. Ain't it's it? got a green nose. <laughs> I just, me and Jim are sitting here looking at each other, just smiling because it's it, some orange in there. Yeah. There's definitely some orange in there. That's kind of, uh, kind of interesting because I don't know that I typically get orange on an Elijah Craig whiskey. orange and but a but a nice sweetness a toasted oak sweetness a little bit of chocolate orange i think yeah i was trying to think of a orange chocolate i've ever had but i get a little bit of caramel on this um that sweetness is still coming out beautiful color on this now this is only 90 proof so you know for 18 year old you'd think maybe it'd be up in the hundreds but 90 proof is uh I wonder why they didn't go with that at Elijah Craig. Isn't Elijah Craig 94 proof? Elijah Craig is 94 on the shelf. That's correct. So why wouldn't they have went with 94 on this? Well, maybe when it gets to this age, it just it presents itself better at the 90 proof. I don't know. Probably not a whole lot in a barrel. Uh, I would imagine there's quite a bit less than in a typical Elijah Craig barrel. <laughs> well, let's drink this thing. Let's do it. That's like a Charleston chewed. It's got a lot going on in the fruit area. Um, I'm avoiding talking about the oakiness of it first. So I'm going to go straight to the the non-oak, non-tannic notes to try and talk a little bit about what I'm pulling out. Very kind of brown sugary. Very um, apples and cherries and peaches and just a lot of different kind of uh, just this like a fruit compote. I could get that. It's a, it's definitely rich. It's, it's more watery than I thought it would be though. It's not viscous, you know, it's not mouth coating. It's got a little bit of bitterness. Um, but I think that's coming through and, and I'm going to start talking a little bit about the, you know, the sort of the oak qualities. Now I think it's kind of that oaky tannic bitterness coming through. A little bit, but you know me, Mike, I kind of like these extraordinary out of the way flavors that we don't typically get in bourbons that kind of take me a little by surprise and make me think. And, and I kind of like that 
for some people, it might be off-putting. For me, it's kind of like this exploration and something I haven't had before. And I really like this. It's a it's a good bourbon, definitely, especially to sit by the fire. Now, this thing's got a little bit of a hug on it, doesn't it? It does. It does. For for a 90 proofer, it, it's definitely grabbing me right here in the top of the chest. It, it moved its own cell phone back down there and, and uh, hit home. Now, this has got that same standard mash bill, though. You know, like you said, 78% corn, 12% malted barley, and 10% rye. Yeah, so typical Heaven Hill mash bill. Pretty much everything they make follows that, that traditional mash bill, except for their rye, of course. This is kind of balanced. I think it's a little balanced. It it's not over overly oaky in my opinion. Uh, it does have a nice amount of fruitiness to it. It's got that that honey, a little bit of a honey drip to it, almost like a a honey cough drop. Yeah, Without the menthol, no menthol, just that no menthol. honey, that honey cough drop. Well, it's definitely a beautiful expression from them. And we'd posted about this before when I first got this bottle. Kind of got beat up on it a little bit. People are like, you can't get that. You can get it. You just, like I said, you have to be right time, right place. It's nationwide. I I think it's a good bourbon. The only thing I would hit them on is they didn't bring it up in proof, but it drinks like a hundred proofer to me. It's nice and it, it's got that hug. Yeah, I, I would definitely say this for me. This is uh Kind of to sum it up on the notes here, I think it's kind of a, a it's a fruity, kind of dripping honey, um, but it's got that tannic. It's got a little bit of that tannic bite from the um, from the oak. It's uh, definitely got a, a hint of chocolate. For me, though, the orange didn't come through on the palate like it did on the nose. There's a slight bit of citrus there, but not like it does on the nose. The nose is just absolutely beautiful. Yeah. But you're right. It doesn't hit there. The oakiness is not there for me at all, barely. There's, I'm surprised on it. And maybe it's because they proofed it down. I'm not sure. I, I thought this would drink a little bit more oaky than it is. So what do you think about the finish? Long, medium? I think it's just a medium finish. Yeah, just a medium finish. I get that. I get a little bit of a lingering bitterness there, though. Now, this is my first. This is my first bourbon of the day. So you tend to get a little more bitterness out of that first bourbon of the day. So I might attribute it to that. Are you getting the same thing? Or Yeah, I get that. I mean, this is my first pour of the day, too. Busy today, so been busy all weekend it seemed like but yeah it's uh just that tad bit of bitterness from that oak probably that you'd get in an older bourbon now we were talking about before we started recording about older bourbons and what's out there what's the oldest bourbon you know and you won't find a lot of high proof older bourbons they're usually proof down and that maybe that's so they can squeeze as much as they can out of that bot that barrel yeah, I would say that the Elijah Craig 18, in my opinion, probably makes a I mean, it's 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 got a beautiful nose. You're right. The the palate is kind of balanced a little bit. It's got that lingering bitterness for me. The the finish is only kind of medium, uh, which makes it, you know, at 150 bucks. I'm thinking, eh, oh, you know, that's that's better money to pay. But I do like 
exploring these flavors I get in this that you don't get in other whiskeys. I think that probably those barrels that make up the Elijah Craig 18 are probably better utilized in blending some lower age bourbons. Like, for example, the Elijah Craig Barrel Proof. Right? Mm-hmm. Maybe maybe it's got a few of these older barrels in it like this. To I don't know. Well, hopefully we can one day get Heaven Hill on and we can talk about that with them and stuff. You know what? The roadies have been hitting us up lately, big time, Jim, about our pick. And I think some of them think we're messing with them that we actually did a pick. But it's it's coming. It's coming. So where are we at right now? We do know that the distillery is either bottling or preparing to bottle. That they have requested artwork for the distillery pick label. The side label. The side yep. label. And we have already ordered our our pick labels that are going on the bottle, and they'll be here a couple of days. About the time the show comes out, we should have the labels in hand. So we got that, and we're probably locked on a price of what we're going to do. We're just waiting on those bottles and... Um, what we're going to do is we're going to label every bottle that comes out, right? And me and Jim are going to sign each bottle. That's right. I'm going to have to warm up that sign in hand. <laughs> <laughs> I got arthritis in my hand, so uh, that's going to be a lot of signing. It cramps up after I hold a pen for a while, but we're going to sign every bottle on the side of the bottle. And then uh, when we're ready, I think we got a weekend picked out to do the release on. Um, we're going to put it up on our Facebook group and let it rip. Hopefully the roadies will buy every bottle. They told me they would. Yeah. Now they're asking if we could get a stag junior pick. Cause now stag junior is going to let you do picks on that. Uh, chances are that we'll be up and available for multiple picks over the next year. I don't see any problem. Let's see how this one goes first, but uh, yeah, I think we've got a great partner now. And uh, and opportunities to do picks are going to be basically limitless, I think. So you think there's 200 people want to buy a bottle of Stag Junior? Well, we're going to take a look at the the people who purchased the bottles, and we're going to see who's going on the next pick, right? Yeah. I mean, because, we can't take Adam on every pick. Well, if he buys enough bottles, we might have to. <laughs> <laughs> you think Sarah will kill him? Or she, she might want to go on a pick with us. That could be. It could be. Well, I think this is a good good uh, bottle, Jim. You know, I think if you want to have something really nice or special on your shelf for people to sip on and show them what Kentucky can really do, this is a nice bottle to have. Now, you actually, this was kind of hidden behind other bottles and stuff. So you were digging through my I was digging. Bottles. I was digging. I was looking for something good. <laughs> yeah, so this bottle is not going to knock anybody's socks off. It's not like this amazing wonderful blow your mind bourbon it's just a it's just a an extra aged bourbon it's got a few notes a little bit of a profile you don't normally experience it's a bottle that um will introduce you to something that you don't get every day which is that extra oakiness that extra uh barrel influence that you get um it's there's nothing else like it that's for sure i'll give you an extra kentucky hug i'll tell you that because every time i drink it'll it'll hit you right home for a 90 proofer it does do a job on that yeah 
All right, Mike. So uh, let's continue drinking this. And when we come back, we will talk about another well-aged bourbon. Yeah, let's do it. like to thank Tommy and Gwen Mitchell from Logheads Home Center for supporting this episode of The Bourbon Road. Logheads Home Center, nestled in the hills of Kentucky, is an industry leader in building handcrafted rustic furniture. Family owned and operated, they take pride in offering only the very best for their customers. The Logheads, and that's what they like to call themselves, are skilled woodcrafters who are passionate about creating rustic furniture for people who appreciate the beauty of natural wood. Owners Tommy and Gwen don't just sell the rustic lifestyle, they live it. And you can be sure that Logheads Furniture will always be handcrafted in Kentucky by artisans who embrace the simple way of life. Logheads Rustic Furniture is made from northern white cedar, a sustainable wood that's naturally rot and termite resistant. Its beauty and quality will add warmth to your earthy lifestyle for generations to come. Be sure to check out everything they have to offer at logheadshomecenter.com. And while you're at it, Give Tommy and Gwen a shout on Facebook or Instagram at Logheads Home Center. All right, well, we are back for the second half of our extra age bourbon episode. And Mike, what do we have in our glass for the second half. Well, you're going to like this one, Jim. I do. Knob Creek, 15-year-old, 100 proof. Just released this past June. About 100 bucks MSRP. Yeah. So this is the 2020 special release of the 15-year Knob Creek. Pretty much available, again. Nationwide. Nationwide. So get the get the theme here, guys. We're trying to pick stuff that you can get your hands on. It might not be real easy. But it's doable. It's doable. You, you'd have to search it out. And I've seen this on the shelf all over Kentucky um, at that $100 mark. It comes in a nice little box. Some people have pulled it out of that box to make sure it goes on the shelf. Um, mine came in a box. Um, I actually overpaid for this a little bit um, down the road. But sometimes you do that. Well, let's get right to it. Yeah, let's do it. Now, that's a bit different than what we just had in the first half. There's not a whole lot of fruitiness to that. A little bit different because it comes Jim Beam, right? 75% corn, 13% rye, 12% malted barley. Pretty close to that Elijah Creek, though. Yeah, this is a this is a typical Knob Creek. I think it's got those those notes you expect out of a Knob Creek. Kind of that uh, that plum raisin, that that deeper, darker fruit, but not that you know that mixture, that fruity, that kind of I don't know what it was with Elijah Craig. It was kind of what I call it a fruit compote, kind of a, a lot of stuff together. Yeah, this is a little more focused on the darker fruit, kind of the raisiny plum kind of fruitness. Now, I think the oak is an oak and leather is coming out in this. Yeah, so this this has got and so the Elijah Craig was an eighteen year. This is a fifteen year, but this one's presenting a bit more oakiness than the Elijah Craig did. Now, what do you think that is? Well, they didn't proof it down; they only proofed it to hundred. Okay, that has some to play with it, I'm sure. 
I'd like to see 120 on this right here. <laughs> that would be a uh, that would be a strong bold one, wouldn't it? Yeah, yeah. I really like this one a lot more. Honestly, right off the bat, hasn't touched my tongue yet. Only on the nose. The Elijah Craig was a was a beautiful nose, and it had that that nice fruity orange kind of a. Uh, it was a great nose. Don't get me wrong. This is more my profile. Yeah, you said, I bet you're going to like this, Jim. You're right, because this is my thing. Now, I've drank on this bottle a little bit more, um, as you can see. I don't know why I like it a little bit more than probably because it's honor proof, you know. Nice age on it. Now, Jim's over there beating me to the punch. Oh, sorry, Mike. I'm not supposed to do that. Oh, wow. That is... That's yeah. So on the taste, this is oak pow, right? With a little bit of spice to it. Yeah, there's definitely quite a bit of spice to this. This is a little bit more rye forward, a little more spice forward. It's getting spice from probably both the rye content and from the barrel. It's definitely a bolder, spicier. But it doesn't have those as much of the tannic notes that the Elijah Craig had, I think. Not so much of the uh, side of the tongue bitterness. A little bit of dryness on this still, like you said. But those raisins and caramels, just that tad hint of brown sugars coming through. Not a whole lot, but man, that oak is, is powerful in this one. Yeah. And the finish on this one is, for me, is quite a bit longer. I think it sticks around and it is begging me for another sip. You know, um, when I was drinking the Elijah Craig, um, I'd be honest, it wasn't really saying take another sip, take another sip, take another sip. This one is. Now, what I'd say about this is that Kentucky hug doesn't, it doesn't hit home with that Kentucky hug. Maybe that's because we've already had some bourbon now, but it doesn't flow down your chest like you would think so it's right on the back of your palate there like you said just begging you to drink a little bit more this one actually has that cool i don't know cool menthol taste minty i'm getting out of it when it first hits your palate yeah there is a little bit of uh, of that refreshing that rye refreshing kind of uh i don't want to call it a mintiness but maybe it is a mintiness so let's talk a little bit about age. So I, I kind of put bourbons into, in my in my opinion, I put bourbons into like three or four different age groups. So we've got bourbons under four years. Bourbons under four years, because of the high corn content, that corn sweetness can kind of uh, show very brightly. You heard them called brittle. Mm-hmm. You've heard them called bright. You might have heard them called um, corny, you know, kind of that corn sweetness. Uh, bourbons under four years tend to have that uh, those those notes, and we typically look at them as youth youthful notes. And we got bourbons in the four to eight year range. This is when bourbons really start to mature, right? They start to lose that 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 corny sweetness, that that youthful those youthful notes, and they start to pick up more more of that barrel flavor, particularly like um, wheat wheat whiskeys and weeded bourbons tend to really age well in that in that four to eight year range most of them pick up that special label too that says 
bottled bond. That's right. They can. At four years, they can be, if they meet the other criteria, sure. can be a bottled and bond. And that in that age, you know, most of the well-known, well-respected Kentucky bourbons that are, sort of form the core of what people drink out there, whether it be Elijah Craig or Wild Turkey or, um, you know, the, the standard Knob Creeks, the, uh, you know, Jim Beam and and uh, the many others, Buffalo Trace, uh, those bourbons all live in that four to eight year range. And that's probably th- those bourbons generally, they, they probably represent probably an 80% volume. And I'm just guessing here. 80% volume of those bourbons that are consumed in, in the bar scene and uh, and otherwise. What do you think, Mike? Yeah, I think you're spot on right there. You know, you, if you're going to go into a bar and order something, it's probably in that range. It's not overly pricey where they can get their consumers to buy it. That's what a bar wants to make that turnover, right? But then once you get past that eight year, you get to eight to 12 years. That's where that sweet spot is, right? I think that's a sweet spot. And it's not just us saying that. Um, you know, I think it's uh, kind of a, a well-accepted age range for what people call well-aged bourbons, right? Well-aged. Yeah, that beautiful expressions, well or 12. One yep. of me and your favorites right there, a weeded bourbon. Um, Knob Creek's 12-year. They're nine-year. Both great bourbons. Um, you got Baker's. Another great bourbon. Eagle Rare at 10. Yeah. Yeah. All of these bourbons reach that that beautiful, full-bodied, full-flavored, that sort of it takes on that right amount of oak influence. The youthfulness is, is, is well gone. They've concentrated the flavors a little bit. And, uh, you know, the bourbons have really reached that that just the beauty of what a bourbon should be in that 8 to 12-year range. Now, once you get past that 12 years, you start stepping it up a notch. And I would say right with that Elijah Craig, you get from 12 to 18 years. It's a different ballpark. You can – depends on the oak. And remember, we're talking about Kentucky bourbons here. We're not talking about any other thing because some states like Texas, you'll never have an 18-year-old bourbon. Right. Ever. If you do, some it must be something magical. Well, yeah, there, I, there couldn't possibly be anything left in the barrel. Yeah. So just remember that's what we're talking about. Or in that, if you drew a line across the United States through Kentucky, you'd, I'd say it'd be in that range right there. Um, but 12 to 18 years is where you start to pick up that oak and that age, that smokiness out of it and stuff. Like when Wild Turkey released their bottled bond this year, thing was just packed with smokiness. Yeah. And that really does depend on, now, it's not just the age of the bourbon, but it's where in the rickhouse it was aged. If it's in the higher floors, they kind of take on a lot more heat, a lot more extreme temperature changes. It's going to be a little bit different than those that are on the lower floors. So distilleries, a lot of times, will try to mix and match those bourbons from the different floors to get that that blended flavor they're looking for. Mike, back to the Knob Creek here. Um, for me, if I had to choose between the two, I think you might already know this from what I've said so far. I'm going to go with the Knob Creek 15. For me, this is uh, it's a little more oaky than the Elijah Craig, but it's a little bit more in my wheelhouse. Well, 
what I would say is this is more for me for fall. Mm-hmm. Elijah Craig, I'm going to pick that bottle up in the springtime. Okay. And it hits the springtime with those light fruits, that that orange, mm-hmm. that peaches you were talking about. That's that's a spring sipper for me. This is definitely a fall sipper. Absolutely. Knob Creek 15, great choice for the fall. It does have, just warning you guys out there, it does have a very, let's call it a preponderance of oak. It does, but after it's been sitting in a glass for a while, it's opening up. That oak's kind of slipping away. That heat's kind of slipping away. It just keeps begging you to drink more and more and more. Now, I prefer the nine-year over this right here. Okay. That's just me. Um, I think it it's just so much more beautiful, but it's also higher proof. So, you know. I mean, back when we were doing a lot of Knob Creek picks, there were a lot of Knob Creek picks available on the shelves. Things have changed a bit recently, but, you know, a lot of times the 14-year barrels that people would kind of lean towards the 14-year barrels uh, versus the nine-year barrels, um, I kind of felt the same as what you just said. I I felt like the nine-year barrels a lot of times were uh, a little more delicious than the 14-year-old barrels. So let's talk about bourbons that are over that 18-year mark. So you go from 18 up to, let's say, 30. Okay. Right? You got some rhetoric. 25-year-old barrels. You got some Elijah Craig older barrels, 23, 28. Those yeah, are pretty special. Right. Uh, there are some barrels from uh, from Old Carter that are extra aged like that. Like th- These are extreme aged barrels, right? Because you get you don't really see any past 30, right? I have no experience with it. I definitely don't. You know, 25, 28-year-old, I guess it depends on where the barrel was stored, whether or not it's going to be something that's even drinkable or not. But, yeah. Um, it's nice to, it's nice to try these bourbons that have that extra age on them, get to experience the extra oak influence on, on the whiskey and see what that does to it. Decide for yourself if it's something for you or not. It's not for everybody. I think that's, you know, you say that you get Pappy Van Winkle that's 23 years old, the elusive bottle that everybody craves and wants and stuff. I think there's a lot better bourbon out there than, than that, those older bottles and stuff. That you crave. We drink that rhetoric 25 year old, and it really just wasn't anything special in there. Yeah. I mean, it, it, was, it was good bourbon. Yeah, it was good bourbon. And it was nice to experience something with that kind of age on it because, you know, that's, that's what this is all about, right? It's about the experience. Sure. Trying something new, getting flavors you haven't gotten before, trying to pick out what makes it good, what makes it maybe not as good as something else. Yeah. I, I, I want to try to something of everybody has on the shelf. I want to try something different. You know that about me. I always want to try some crafts out there that people can't get their hands on, something special. Um, I'm always looking for the next big thing. But it's nice to come back to these companies that, you know, these are bourbons. They're Kentucky bourbons made by gentlemen that have been making bourbon for a long time. So. I think they're both great expressions. My spring, that 18-year-old, you know, that's for great friends that come over and, hey, let's pull that sucker off the shelf and let's taste it. This 15, you're, you're same way. Both $100, $150, 
it's probably out of the reach for a lot of people. Um, I got them on the shelf because I wanted them, and usually when I want something, I'll just grab it. <laughs> uh, so I'd say if, if you want these bottles, they're obtainable. You just have to be at the right time at the right place. The Knob Creek 15-year-old, it says it's a limited edition. Or Are we going to see more of that from Knob Creek? I think we will. I, ho- I hope we do. We get to see expressions like this come out. I would say the thing I don't like about Knob Creek is that damn black wax they have. It's messy, isn't it? Not messy. You need a chainsaw to get through the damn thing. <laughs> I mean, it is the toughest wax to get off the bottle. Yeah. What they should is drive on down the road and ask makers, Mark, hey, how do we get your wax? Because um, their wax is somewhat soft and easy to get through. This thing, it it's hard. I think I think Knob Creek went, went to extra trouble to make sure the wax didn't drip down the bottle so they didn't have to fight that patent or whatever. That <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, a lot of people are going to that wax now, too. Um, I'd seen a post from somebody and said they won't drink a certain bur- bourbon, which is Old Forester standard expression because it has a screw top on it. That keeps that cost down from people and stuff. It costs extra to put that wax seal on there. Yeah. Um, and I'll tell you from personal experience, that wax seal doesn't always keep it from popping open. Well, let's I, remember, Weller 12 was in a screw top until just recently. Yeah. So, <laughs> and, and people look for it, right? They do. I mean, I got a Weller 12 screw top up there and it drinks mighty fine. Yep. All right, Mike. Well, where can people find us? So people find us on Twitter, YouTube, Facebook, and Instagram at the Bourbon Road. We're always on there. You know, we hope you would follow us, especially on Instagram. We love, we love talking to you on there. Um, you can find us on Facebook at the Bourbon Road, right? And we have our own Facebook group, the Bourbon Roadies. So the Bourbon Roadies is our private Facebook group. This is a group of about 1,100 people who share a common interest in bourbon and all things bourbon. We like to talk about bourbons we've tasted, bourbons we've tried, bourbons that we're looking for. Uh, we like to share our tasting notes, pictures of bourbons. Not only that, you know what we're doing lately, what we're you know, what we've cooked for dinner last night that we're having with a particular bourbon. So tasting you know, pairings, right, Mike? Sure. There's a lot of our roadies that will make dinner for themselves, make barbecue, make all kinds of stuff. And they'll say, hey, this is what I have with this. And we'll give you an idea of what to get. Or they might have some review on a bourbon they've tasted. Um, we've got people from the industry out there. They'll they'll put their information on there. Or other podcasters or other YouTubers, they're putting their information on our site. Uh, we love that. We invite everybody to just play nice on their stuff. And the thing we love about the roadies is that everybody shares their whiskey with That's each other. Right. So there's constantly samples going out from one roadie to another, from us to roadies. Yeah. And and in all directions. We get samples as well. So it's uh it's an awesome thing. It's a great thing to share your bourbon with somebody else. We don't allow any selling of bourbon on there. We don't want you to sell it, but you're perfectly welcome to give it away. Well, we're we're fixing to sell some bourbon on there though. Legally. Legally. So our pick is is coming up. We talked about it earlier in the show. The only way you can get a bottle of that is to be a roadie. Um, so join up now. Three easy questions. That's are right. You, are you 21? Do you like bourbon? Are you agree to play nice because we don't tolerate any rudeness. So please join up. You can also go to our website 
thebourbonroad.com. And on our website, you know, you can listen to the podcast. You can also read our blogs. Each week, Mike writes a blog. It's not necessarily a recap of the episode we had. Uh, it's more of uh, just his thoughts on something related to the episode. Uh, you can also find our glassware on there. We are Bourbon Road. Glen Cairns are available on there. We always love to see photos showing up on Facebook and Instagram uh, with your favorite bottle in one of our glasses. It's always good to see. So if you do post a photo of one of those glasses, make sure you tag distillery products and premium bar products on there. They're one of our sponsors. They can also help you do some custom barware for your bar at home. You know, if you want a decanter, you want your own glasses, you want a a flask, a flask, yeah, to take on a road with you. Hey, they can do it for you. Absolutely. And there's no minimum order. So if you just need one or two, works out great. But if you need more, if you're a bourbon group, if you're a distillery, if you're somebody who has a need for more than, let's say, a case or more, definitely reach out to Mike and I. We'll let you know who to talk to there at the. Uh, at Distillery Products in order to get your logo put on your glassware. Yeah. So if you listen to this and you like what you hear, man, scroll on down and hit that subscribe button. If you really like what you hear, scroll back on up, hit that review button. Give us a five-star if you would. Not give us a one-star. Just tell us what we need to do better, and me and Jim will dang sure try. We've had several roadies that um, said, hey, we'd like to hear this on the podcast and me and jim made it happen for him so if you got an idea for a show reach out to us let us know and we'll try to make it happen well mike you keep saying give us a one star if you must but we haven't gotten any yet have we well i think we got one one and i uh, who knows yeah <laughs> they didn't tell us what what they didn't like so. we just want you to be honest yeah all right well mike i am jay shannon 63 i'm one big chief and we will see you down the bourbon road appreciate all of our listeners and we'd like to thank you for taking time out of your day to hang out with us here on the bourbon road we hope you enjoyed today's show and if so we would appreciate if you'd subscribe and rate us a five star with a review on itunes make sure you follow us on facebook twitter and instagram at the bourbon road that way you'll be kept in the loop on all the bourbon road happenings you can also visit our website at thebourbonroad.com to read our blog listen to the show or reach out to us directly we always welcome comments or suggestions. And if you have an idea for a particular guest or topic, be sure to let us know. And again, thanks for hanging out with us. 